You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Tigers in 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast hosted by lead writer Christian Fowler, where he brings you the latest interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and more in both football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Here is your host, Christian Fowler. All right, Brady, so first thing, we're going to start from the beginning and go all the way to the Montgomery Bowl. So first thing uh, I want to talk about is you building chemistry because I know that's something throughout your first spring you talked about a lot, having to come in, gain the trust of guys. Mm -hmm. What was the mental like? You know, coming in and, and knowing that you had to build chemistry with the receivers, with the offensive linemen, with really the whole uh, the whole offense coming into your first year at Memphis. Yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't just the whole offense, the whole team. I came in, I didn't know a single soul here, um, other than the coaching staff, and um, I was kind of ready for that challenge. But it was very unique, a very unique situation, and so um, it's tough being a transfer, you know, grad transfer quarterback. That position already comes with a certain expectation on the leadership side of things. Um, but going throughout spring ball and workouts and summer, um, I was going to stay true to myself. I knew I wasn't going to be able to step in and start being a rah-rah and, and super vocal guy just because I haven't earned the respect and I haven't done anything for these guys. So um, if you do that, maybe it's going to come off a little fake. And um, I didn't want that. And so I really initially came in and wanted to just work really just wanted to get to know guys be around them you know have them kind of get a feel for who I was and then just go work my butt off and and be an example um, in that type of regard it always helps when you're performing well just because guys can see that that's a more tangible thing um, that kind of boosts your your stock a little bit for guys Um, and I just knew in order to get on the same page, I have to I have to build that chemistry. You know, it's something you talk about with receivers and your skill positions all the time, um, but it's really that that relationship with your teammates that that matters. Um, not just the guys that are catching the ball, but the guys blocking for you, your defensive players who are playing for you. So um, it was tough. Like it wasn't an easy thing, um, but it was an, a phenomenal experience that is really going to help me in this next phase of life going into the NFL. Um, and I was really appreciative for the teammates really kind of embracing me and not making it tougher than it already was and um, welcoming me in with open arms. And, you know, moving on from that season, we, we tended to do really well, and the rest has been history. So as far as the quarterback battle goes, I think every quarterback enjoys competition because you really can't elevate your game unless you have yeah. competition in that room. Um, so you get on campus, David Moore, Brady Davis already on campus. They have relationships with all the guys that you're talking about building relationships no once you get here. Uh, so walk me through that, you know, from the spring, it lasted all the way into fall camp. So what was that quarterback battle like for you mentally? And then on the field, having to, you know, having to go out there and play and then mm-hmm. having to worry about it, think about it. And then also breaking down film and studying and trying to improve every day. Yeah. Uh, so for me, like coming in, I don't want to like, step on anyone's toes and rub people the wrong way so i wanted to really you know make a good first impression um with my teammates also with the quarterbacks because i think a healthy quarterback room is is very important um my big thing was i'm just going to go out 
and I'm not going to try to be more than, you know, someone bigger or more than than I what I am. I'm not going to try to do be Superman and do all this extra stuff. I'm just going to be who I am, play the game that I know how to play, and my goal is to try to win every day. Um, going through the spring, I think I put myself in a good position moving forward, and then summer is is tough because there's no real true organized coach and player stuff it's it's a lot of player-led workouts it's a lot of player-led seven on seven and um but that's a time to grow and so that competition from spring through fall like you said it really pushes you to to get better to to develop and um and you grow together as as guys and so um, we helped each other out in some areas and other areas you're obviously trying to just personally um, improve little by little on these specific things. Um, and so I kind of approached that, that fall camp with a, definitely an intensity and a focus, but also like a, I was very comfortable and at peace and very just loose. And, and, and I think that's when you're dangerous because that's when you're playing the way you know how to play and nothing's going to stop you. And so um, I think I just slow, you know, made little chips here and there and slowly separated and separated. And I was named starter shortly after and um, took over and, you know, the Brady White era started as it came out in a, in a newspaper. And I think, uh, I think that era has done, done well for Memphis. So I'm pretty proud. You go into that first game against Mercer. I'm sure there's nerves. You had a, a year off at this point after the transfer and everything, yeah. after the injury. This is your first game since that. I'm sure there's nerves there. You come out 350 yards, I believe, five touchdowns in that win over Mercer. What were the nerves like going into that game? How long did it take you to kind of get settled in, and, and how was reflecting on that game afterwards? Yeah, I mean, I think any game, not just first game back, you know, I think every game there's there's going to be some butterflies, and, and those are good. Like, a lot of people talk about, like, oh, if you're prepared, like, no, I think like anything you care about, like you're going to have some of that um, like nervousness. And it's almost just like a, it's a buildup. It's like you're ready to get, you know, it's like everyone talks about the first play, I'm, you know, then you're ready. And that's how it is. And so I don't know like what the words are to describe that, but I was just super pumped like to be back on the field, to be playing, to be starting and extremely prepared. And that's kind of what I pride myself on is, is being prepared and ready to roll. And I was, and, um, I mean, there wasn't one play that whole game. I didn't know what they were doing. And, um, it was like a historic day. I think I, like beat pa Paxton or Riley on, you know, for like first game starting and did it in a half of football, which was sweet. Um, got some other guys playing time. It was a lot of fun. And I remember that was like my first, kind of evaluation from my teammates like this is hey we're gonna get to see this guy in game time and so I remember like PT joking with me on the sideline and it's like oh you you're balling man and you're balling and I, was just, I was just I'm smiling and like just trying to stay grounded and and it was super super cool experience to take the you know take the field at the Liberty Bowl for the first time and get to soak that uh, that moment in and and build from it. So that season, like you said, it started on a high note, but it did have its up and downs mm -hmm. uh, when you look through that season. The Navy game, which was a really tough one, turnovers at the end of the game kind of yeah. kind of caused that one. 
I think that was also the road loss to Tulane. Uh, yeah, got, UC- got smacked. Yeah, the, the UCF <laughs> game was another heartbreaker. Going to Missouri, playing against Drew Locke, and that offense was tough. But like I said, it's, it's an up-and-down season, yeah. and, and as a quarterback, you have to be prepared for that. You have to kind of take on those highs and lows and be, I guess, kind of that even level for the entire team. So what was that season like, you know, walking through some of those games and, and having those ups and downs, and, and how did you handle that 2018 season as a whole? Yeah, I mean, it, I would say that the start of the season was where a lot of the ups and downs were because we finished super strong. Four-game winning streak yeah. to end the and season. Yeah, and so um, – you know, it's like it was literally like riding a roller coaster. And for me, like I, I'm always gonna stay even keel, but um, it's tough. It's just tough because you know how good you are. You know how much talent you have on your team. You understand that when you play the level of football you're capable of, like you can go beat any team that's on that schedule. And oh God, there was at least two, like one, literally one point games um and so it was just it was tough man it was um it was definitely a point like ha- the halfway point of the season was like definitely a like everyone looked themselves in the mirror and like we're gonna figure out what you're made of because we we're sitting at four and four but there was just a really good response and rally from the entire team and i think that kind of shows what memphis was made of and what we are made of and um, we were able to bounce back and, and perform really well in the back half of the season. And, um, you know, you can't control what, what's behind us. So, like, we lost, however, you know, four games already. So, you can't change that. Like, you've got to look forward and take the next rep and go 1-0 and every week. And that's what we did. And we're able to put ourselves in a position at the end of the year to, to compete against Houston. And that was for the for the West title. And um played pretty dominantly like i i think i threw one pass in the second half and we definitely ran the ball right down the throat and so that was super fun to like to accomplish that first year in to share that with the teammates and then to go play in a conference championship game against a team that i know has had some history in recent years i haven't been a part of it but i've heard about it all year long um and like you said we, we obviously fall short and it's tough but it was, it was just, like I said, and I said at the end of the year, it's, it was a really good learning experience. So many different situations in-game throughout the season um, where me as a person and also as a quarterback has to like digest it and problem solve and go get the job done or respond to adversity. And um, I appreciated every single second. And, it, I, you know, for me, I care more about, I care so much about my teammates, like, I'm a competitive SOB and want to win extremely bad, but I also want to like win for my teammates because I want them to have fun. I want to them put them in a position where they're going to be successful and have the opportunity to achieve their dreams. Um, and with team success comes individual success and it's not the other way around. And so I was just kind of bummed. Like it's always like, what could I have done better throughout the season to like have made this thing a little different. And that's just kind of every year, like you're going to reflect and, and go through those things but um i was very thankful and appreciative for that first season and that kind of catapulted us into the following season which everyone knows was um, pretty legendary
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, so you led me perfectly into my next point because you talked about, you know, you guys hanging out in the offseason and, and getting to know each other and get to know each other's stories, which mm-hmm. I would have to imagine makes it easier to play with each other. Yeah. It's, it's not just a person next to you. It's someone that you actually know about and care about at that point. Yeah. Um, so for people that may think it just went from the Birmingham Bowl to spring practice and everything was perfect, yeah. obviously they don't really know what they're talking about because there was a lot of time spent, I'm mm-hmm. sure, that offseason getting to know each other. Um, and was there any certain feeling in the locker room when you guys got back for spring or summer or fall that was like, okay, we, we have something special. Like we have a special group here. Yeah. So I would say, um, you know, like even throughout spring you're, you're gelling, but it's, it's like you said, it's just like life. Like if you know someone personally on a, on a deeper level, you care about them more and you're willing to go to certain lengths and do more things and like you know like with coaches like you get the whole saying a player will say oh i'd run through the wall for that coach like that's how we were with as teammates like i wanted to do well so that monte was you know succeeding and and putting himself in a really good position to achieve his dreams and everyone else kenny and all these guys ag Kadarian. um and i think we knew we had something special because that team, to me, was tighter relationally. And so um, we were still like very talented, but like the, the team the prior year was, was stupid talented. Like if you look at all the guys that were on that team, and a lot of them were young. You know, Monte was in his first year and AG's figuring it out. Kenny's a freshman. So, you know, you look at where they're at now and you're like, oh my God, that team was loaded different but um that that next year i just think you had you know like a junior class like being me and monte and all those guys um that had been has have been in the program a while and now are in really like key you know leadership roles and um players of influence and you've got guys behind them that have been and, and kind of have tasted some success, but also been through adversity. So like everyone was kind of on the same page, really got close and gelled. Um, not just me and my offense, but like the team as a whole. And um, we just, man, we were just, everyone was right there with one another. And so we knew like going to like 
we were like undefeated season. Like that's what we're going for. Um, we're not going to lose. And there's one game that just blemishes that season. But um, it was it was so much fun. That whole year was so much fun. And you talk about the close games. We won those games. Like those, that was the difference is um, we like – Coach Marvell talked about a lot during that season, like the team's resiliency and the team's fight and how they um, handle adversity and just stay calm and stay together. You know, you heard that multiple times throughout the year. That was what put us, you know, over the hump on those close games and the games where we dominated, like we might have, we might not have had any 70 point games like we might have had the prior year, but we were beating people pretty handily and doing it in ways. And it's also, it was like my second year in the offense. So I'm more comfortable. You have more trust with guys that you're playing with. The coaches are obviously um, having, allowing me to have more responsibility. Not that they didn't the first year, but um, now I can kind of be in full control and have carte blanche and go let it rip. And so it was a lot of fun. So I want to talk about the bad before we talk about the good okay. with that season. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there's a lot more good than bad. Let's get it out the way. So... Um, I do want to talk about, you know, kind of some of the adversity you face as far as from outside noise, which I know you don't really pay attention to, but yeah. I know sometimes it does seep in. So I want to talk about that a little bit later. Um, but I know early in the season you were getting some 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 back and forth. And then uh, I think it all flipped for the, at, in the Navy game initially. And then the Temple game was the loss. It was, those was a, yeah. a kind of a, a weird stretch where the first – Three games weren't as pretty, like you said. It wasn't blowing people out, but they were they were decent wins in there. Like you were still beating opponents handily. Yeah. Uh, and then you have that that tough Temple Road game that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it doesn't haunt you because, like you said, you're either winning or learning, and that's kind of the way you look at it. Yeah. Uh, but I know that game hurts. So what what was what was that game like for you? That was like I was gonna say, just that was just the one game um, we were not. No one was on the same page. Um, there's a lot of miscommunication. Um, I think there might have been a little bit too much food on the plate um, that week, and it just led to overthinking. It led to, you know, adjustments were made, and um, I was thinking one thing. Other guys were thinking another. Coaches were expecting something else, and so there's just a lot of, um, you know, on separate pages, which which hurt. Um, and so if you really think about it, like it was a really bad game. That was like our worst game like we might have ever played um, as a team. And we still were in a position to win. And we still played well down the stretch. And when we didn't turn the ball over and weren't um, like shooting ourselves in the foot, we were just boom, driving down the field, touchdown, doing it again, touchdown. And so um, – you know, everyone sees the end result, and and to this day, it, like, golly, the fact that that's not a catch. Like, we're not going to go into that, but, like, they call it a catch. I don't know anyone in the world that sees every camera angle and sees any, like, clear evidence as to not. Um, so I think, obviously, everyone's going to be huge on that. But as a team, and Coach Norvell talked about it, like, the morning after, is like, it shouldn't have even been in that situation. Like we should have absolutely destroyed Temple um, or at least beat them handily or just not been in a position where we leave it up to a ref or you leave it up to other people. And so 
it was just really frustrating. It was tough. Um, like you said, it, you learn from it and we learned a lot. And I came in on Sunday and talked with Norvell and John about what was going on and why things happened and got some clarification. And from there, everyone was kind of like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That's understandable. Let's not do that again. And from that point on, the run we went on was pretty amazing. And so we cleaned it up. It just was, um, it was not our week. It was tough and it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. I think the mentality that you guys kept throughout that is likely why y'all were so successful. Because, I mean, when you have a when you have adversity, when you have a tough loss like that, it can go one of two ways, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone can be like, okay, maybe we're not the team we thought we were. And then it kind of goes back and forth for the rest of the year. Or you can say, look, it was we made so many mistakes, we lost by two points, and if the refs make the correct call, we have an opportunity to win that game. Um, so how do you think the mentality of that team after that loss kind of shaped the rest of that season? Yeah, um, I think whenever you face adversity or lose, you can either play the blame game and, and kind of the dissension occurs, or you can come together, take ownership, and, and move on. And that's what that, you know, in the locker room, I went up and apologized to every player just because I felt like I played terribly. Um, and everyone that I went up to was like, no, you're like, we all play. Like, everyone just owned everything. Um, you go watch that absurd game of film and, and you, it's, it's, it's tough to like just see how everyone played, see what you do. And you just, we took it on the chin and um, kind of puffed our chest out and we're like, we're good. Like this will not happen again. And we knew um, we had a, a big battle going into that next week. Um, I believe it was Tulane and Obviously, coming off of what they did to us the year prior, we were like ready to rock, and we knew it was another another key game that's going to be a tough opponent who's gritty, and um, and we smashed them, and that was like, boom, we're rolling, and so uh, we kind of didn't look back after then. Okay, so in the midst of the run towards the end of the season after that Temple loss, uh, you guys get game day to come to town game day comes to town for the smu game uh, all the festivities beforehand i'm i know we're a lot of fun for you guys being in front of the fans uh, but specifically what i want to talk about is when you walked into the liberty bowl that night and mm-hmm. it is full to yeah. the, there's there's no seats left in there what was that feeling like for you and what was it like playing in front of a packed out crowd and, yeah. and really one of the coolest games in memphis history oh 100 uh nothing beats that man like gave you like goosebumps it was just electric like that's the word i would describe i mean we have the picture all over this facility um that was like it's literally a sea of blue like the and and our blue pops it's not like a navy blue like it's this eye-popping beautiful blue and there wasn't one little speck of like red or white that you can see it's literally blue and then like a bright green field and so the aerial shot is is to die for but coming out um that like just fueled us it was like you couldn't see one single space in the liberty bowl and you're coming out of the tunnel with our great entrance and um, we knew what the stage was and we were ready to go own it so then you roll through the conference schedule up until that the, the regular season finale against Cincinnati. Yeah. Tough team, one of the best defenses in the country. Um, 
And I know that wasn't an easy game. That was that was a difficult game. There was yeah. kind of times where y'all had difficulties on offense getting into a rhythm, uh, just because they I think they were so so good defensively, and yeah. then obviously mistakes were made to to kind of hold you guys back. Uh, but what was that two game stretch like? Because that's something that you know, basketball players are used to, but football players are not used to playing the same team twice in two weeks. It it just yeah. doesn't happen like that. Never. Um, so as a quarterback, as a you know, they have your whole game plan on film, what you did in that first game. Uh, what was the dynamic of those two games yeah. for you? You know, from a from a film perspective, from a personal perspective, what was that like? So difficult. Just it's difficult to beat in in football. It's difficult to beat a team twice. Just in general, you usually see a team at the beginning of the year, and you see them in conference whatever, championship, championship or in high school. You play them in the regular season. You see them in playoffs. And it's hard enough to do that, um, but back-to-back weeks was unreal. I mean, one, they're an extremely good team. Like the team they were this last season, 2020 season, like was like 90% of their team the prior year. So they were a super well-coached team with a lot of talent and obviously stellar defense. And um, that first game was it was tough. It's back and forth. That was a battle. Two, you know, just the way a, a conference championship would be. And, and we obviously came out on top and um, it was funny. It's like, you're literally running it back. Like I, we joked, like they shouldn't even leave. They should just stay in a hotel. They're coming right back to our house. And the only change is going to be the uniforms. They're going to probably switch up their color combination. And um, so it's, it's tough because you don't have, like if you play a team in the beginning of the season and then the end, you have a full season where you're going through and, and adapting and changing and maybe adding some things and week to week you can't do that and so it was film study wise like you're not going to not watch film but it's like we just saw them and so it's really kind of going back and watching it again and also you kind of got to play that that strategy game of all right what can they do differently um like what did we do that they think they can expose or attack. And so you're trying to play this, you know, forward thinking game. And um, offensively though, we didn't change much. Like we were gonna, we had, we adjusted our game plan a little bit, um, but we, we didn't like make any drastic changes to the playbook or the play calls. I think we threw in a couple wrinkles. One of them was that, that special play that we scored on. Um, but that was it. And then it was like, all right, let's just go rep these things, get really good, and um, win in that next game. And it was it was even tougher in the first week just because it was, it was funny. Like, we knew what they were going to do, and they knew what we were going to do. It's like they're calling out some of our plays because they've heard it the week prior and saw it and know. Um, and we know, like, when they're bringing stuff and what they're trying to do, and you've got to plan for that. So it was tough, man. It was It was interesting. Um, but it was still a hell of a American Conference Championship game. Um, and it was super, super fun to, um, you know, lead that offensive unit down and, and score and and key um, points of that game and win into like finally have gotten Memphis to that game into winning it, being conference champions, and um, sending Norvell out on a high note. We obviously didn't know at the time, but looking back, sending them out right and um, achieving that as a, as a team was super special. 
um, and it's one of the you know the best games and that'll go down in Memphis history because that hasn't been done before at all like there's been shared conference but like outright you play in the game and win that was the first time ever and so um, we're very proud of that and hope to have future teams get us back there and do the same thing. Okay, so I, I think that Cincinnati game you can really look like it's it's kind of the ultimate chess match because, like you said, everyone knows what's coming. You hear some of the calls and you heard those calls the previous week, and I think you guys really proved that y'all were the better team. To beat that team back-to-back games is is uh, an extremely tough thing to do. And that game ended, correct me if I'm wrong, Ben Bryant starts the first game. Desmond Ritter started the conference championship game. Uh, the games That's did – correct. They, they played out somewhat similarly. Yeah, yeah a um, little bit. But Cincinnati had a chance to win the conference championship game at the end. They're going down in the defense, which played much better in the 2019 season. But yeah. Memphis's defense seems to always get some kind of bad rap just for being Memphis. A little bit. Uh, and they make the play to win the game. I think yeah. they, I think Bryce Huff got a sack, uh, and then there was a yeah. offensive pass interference or a holding penalty, something that ended ended the end of the drive, ended the game. What were the emotions when that? All zeros on the clock. Yeah, game is over, and you guys just won the first outright conference yeah, championship. Yeah, so they were driving down. Our defense was—it was kind of like a would get them to second or third, and then they get first, and then they got to a point, and our defense just like stonewalled them. They couldn't move. They—I think they had a penalty or two, which put them in like a fourth and long, and they threw it, and it was incomplete. And um, I don't remember. Correct me. Did we? Did we need to go victory or were the clocks? Did the defense finish on the field? I think maybe y'all did do one, one, knee. one kneel. Anyways, like I was ready to storm the field when the def- like I was pumped. I was like, come on, you know, you're standing on the sideline, come on, do you, you know, you're making sure the stadium's loud, you're screaming and trying to get some energy going. And um, as soon as that ball, like I knew the ball was going to be incomplete, you're jumping up and down, you're yelling, you're um, hugging guys on the sideline because you know it's game over. There was like one second left. And so then you take the, the field and yeah that's right you knee it and um kind of throw your hands up hug the teammates um went and hugged norvell as he's walking to go meet um, coach fickle and um then the celebration starts and you, you confetti you get your your shirts and hats and the podium and all that stuff so it was, it was a dream come true and then the last thing from that season is the Cotton Bowl. And me and you talked about this in depth last year. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to bring up too much because I know I know that was a tough game. But just from just looking back on it now, now mm-hmm. that you've had you know plenty of t- a year and a half at this point to kind of look back and reflect um, that opportunity uh, taking Memphis to a New Year's Six Bowl, playing in AT and T Stadium against a, a top 10, 15 team in the country. Yeah. Uh, what is it like looking back on that moment for you? Because I would imagine that's that that may be your most special moment, or maybe the second most special moment behind the conference championship. Yeah, if if we win, it's probably the most special. Right. Um, but such an awesome experience, such an awesome game. Um, you know, like like I said, we we fell short, and so that's obviously kind of drives you up the wall. But um. Everything about that game, other than losing, was just a blast. Like it was one of my favorite games to play in, just because the venue, the the you know the game itself, the Cotton Bowl. You're playing against like a top five defense in a top ten team. I think they were tenth, Penn State, with guys that are getting drafted in the first round, second round, going to the league, um, and 
honestly, we the amount of points we scored, I think it was it was like thirty nine. Like we scored like forty. Um, that was the most points that have been scored on them in the last three years. And they're playing Ohio State and Michigan, and they're playing big teams. And so um, it was, you know, it was it, it's something that I'm proud of. Like pissed that we lost. But I'm not looking at that game like hanging my head. Like I was walking out of that stadium with my head held high. You know, you just gotta swallow that pill if, if you you lost. And um, but it was fun. Like I loved every second. It was it was just you know guys are flying around you. You're getting hit. You're you're making plays on national television on a New Year's Six Bowl. Everyone's watching and um, you know broke like a Cotton Bowl record or whatever. You know. It was, doesn't really matter but i'd rather win but it's pretty cool to look back on no we were in there competed and like i, I talked to you about it a little bit like what was so uh, what made you feel good was after the game how much respect um you got from the other team and to this day like there's a guy out in california one of their tight ends who's training who like they just They'll always talk about it. If, if they see a Memphis guy, they'll be like, oh, we weren't ready for you, or you guys did a hell of a job. And um, Earning that respect and seeing how, how well we kind of played and, and kind of woke them up a little bit um, always makes you feel good as, as a team, as a player, as a program. And so um, I think we put people on notice. And then um, obviously going into the – then the following year, COVID, and it's super weird. And so it's not a real true season, but um, it was special for sure. I wish we could have came out on top. Moving in that 2020 year, you mentioned COVID, uh, and there's a lot. I'm gonna mention a lot of issues right here, and I kind of want you to run through them and and let me know where you were, if you can take yourself back to you know about this time last year. Yeah. Uh, because you and I, every other Memphis student, all your teammates, we were on spring break, and that's when everything shut down because they gave us an extra week of spring break, and I think y'all were supposed to start spring practice right after that. Yep. Uh, so everything gets shut down. You're already coming into the year with a new head coach who only coached the Cotton Bowl, and a second-year offensive coordinator who's going to be in his first full year as a full-time play caller. Yeah. Um, both of those things, and then we're also going to talk about DeMonte, Kenny, and some of the other opt-outs. Uh, j- just overall, when you look at just those things, that's before the season even starts. Yeah. So from March to August for you, uh, how much of a mental battle was that? How difficult was it? Kind of navigating through all these different things as the leader of the team. Yeah, honestly, but before the season wasn't very tough. Like I now, like not understanding that we weren't going to have spring ball and this whole COVID thing. Like at the time, you're like, "What the heck is COVID?" Um, it was definitely different. But um, spring ball for me, like at this point, it, it's kind of like OTAs for veterans in the NFL. Like it's great, but is it absolutely necessary for them? No. And so, like, I wasn't, 
I wasn't like pissed that I'm not going to have spring ball, but I definitely knew it was necessary for some young guys that are going to have to step up and for guys that are going to take on a little bit more of a role and working that timing and just getting reps is important. Um, so I made sure throughout that offseason that I got with those guys and, and we did that um, without spring ball. So it, it was it was different. Um, but the biggest change was just like day-to-day life. It wasn't even the football because I still was working out every day. I was lifting and figuring out ways to do that and making sure that we were doing everything safely, but I was getting guys out and we were throwing, um, running through the offense and I can teach it and go through it. I know that thing in and out. Um, it was just the day-to-day deal, like not being able to hang out together or go to the movies or do X, Y, and Z. Um, and so, I think I handled it really well. I think I was my off season was one of the best off seasons I've ever had. I was super prepared for the season and um, didn't expect you know what would what would come in the in the in the months or or so that that led up to the season and during the season. But it was what it was. So. And how much do you think you had to step up your game? Because I know, like you said, you're prepared. You're ready. You yeah. know, you know, you're the guy on this team. But coming into the year, you're expecting to have arguably a top five running back in the country yep. and the school's leading receiver and the leading receiver in the country mm-hmm. as far as yardage goes mm-hmm. returning to your team. Yeah, Kenny's gone before the season. DeMonte's gone after week two of the SMU game after the long COVID layoff. Did it feel like the weight of the world was on your shoulders at that point for this team? Um, so, like... I'll just speak to those two initially. Like, obviously, it was what it was, and and I have a tremendous amount of respect and trust and love for those guys. And so, um, with kind of the moves they made, I there's nothing I can do about it. Would it would have been nice to like have those two pieces? Yeah, they're like two of the best players on the team. Um, but like, I understood and um, had to get over it. And at the end of the day. Um, if, if they're trying to protect their family or be safe, like I I can't complain about that. And no one's going to look back at the 2020 season and be, and feel bad for me or feel bad for us and be like, Oh, well you didn't No, Like I wrote on the whiteboard upstairs, some other words that I'm not going to say, but it was like, no one really cares. Go get the job done. And so that was my mentality. And I never felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders. Um, it was a, an emotional process, um, just understanding that these guys are opting out and, and that's tough and, and more guys did throughout the season. Um, but those two guys specifically, um, but I just knew like, you know, it's, I'm going to go lead this team and I'm going to do what I do. And I think it was a great opportunity to show what I'm made of. Um, and I think it was this this whole last season was kind of just a feather in my cap. And um, I'm extremely proud of the guys that did step up and that rallied together. And it wasn't a perfect season, but like one of the most fulfilling and like proud seasons just because of all the adversity you had to overcome, everything you're going through and for um, a group to, to unite and to be strong and to power through such a tough grindy um season to still be eight and three be bowl champions do stuff that is historic in memphis football history um is still something i'm very very happy about and proud of 
Okay, so I think one of the high points of the 2020 season was the UCF game because yeah. that had been a, a monkey on your back. You had yeah. lost a couple times to those guys. Uh, you didn't get to play them in 2019. <coughs> and then you finally get to play them again, and the first half is terrible. I think you guys down down by 21 points going into halftime. Uh, but I know you talked about it after yeah. the game and said, you know, you, at halftime you weren't worried. You, you, were, you were thinking we're going to come out and win this game, uh, and that's what happened. So what did it feel like to finally be able to beat UCF? Yeah, well, I mean, not to go back on it, but, like, leading up to that week, Monte, you know, made his decision, like, middle of the week. Um, and so, going into that week, I was like, screw it, man. Like, I'm just cutting it loose. Like, we're going to, like, lay it all out there. Um, these, you know, some young guys are going to have to step up, and they did. Um, but going through that game, yeah, we were down – we only had 14 points, and it wasn't that – I don't think we, like, played bad. It was just uh, we were tr- still figuring things out and, and trying to click on offense, and it wasn't there. I mean, we had multiple opportunities to score, and a running back coughed the ball up early and just didn't capitalize in certain areas. Um, so, yeah, you go down – I don't know if they had 28 or 35 at half, but we were down, you know, 14 to 21 points. And then we were still down, like, 21 with, like – Freaking seven minutes left in the third quarter. And um, I know we talked about it, but yeah, there wasn't one point where I was like rattled. Like I, we were just, I was super calm. I, my teammates were were the same way. And I was like, look, we just, you, you can't score 21 points in, in one drive. Like you, you just got to play by play, drive by drive, keep chipping away. And and I saw some fire in like some young guys. Like I, I talked with Taj on the sideline because everything wasn't going perfect, and he's getting fired up. I'm like, hey, let's just settle down, baby. Like we got this. And um, sure enough, like here come the Tigers, just storming back, little by little, making play after play, going for it. You know, two point conversions early as hell in the game. Fourth down conversions are huge, um, and we end up on top. And that was like. To me, even like looking back at my whole career, that is still a <clears throat> that's like a top three, four win, um, even with everything we did in 2019. Just because of how big that game was, it was on ESPN. It's UCF, who was I think the number one offense in the country and a really good team, and so it felt really good to to get that win. So as you mentioned, at the end of the year, you guys get the first bowl win since 2014, first one of your career. Uh, it really just kind of wrapping that season up with that, I think was the perfect way to end it, to send you off. Uh, looking back on the 2020 season as a whole though, uh, w- just kind of how do you how do you wrap it up? Like how do you summarize it in your own words? Um, I was just, I, I would say it's, it was a resilient season. It was, um, I think it's, it's like life. It was just imperfect, which nothing's ever gonna be perfect, but it was just, um, Crap's getting dealt and thrown at you, and you got to handle it, and you've got to respond to it, and you've also got to capitalize. Um, it's not just take it and keep taking it. No, it's like take it and swing back and, and go win the fight. And I, and I think that's what it was. It was like a fight, and we won the fight. Um, it wasn't a perfect fight. Like We lost some rounds, but I think we won the fight in totality. Um, and it's, it's, it's something you'll remember forever. It's, it's one of those pieces of history, like everyone's gonna remember what they were doing, where they were at during this time. And, and I think that, co- that first COVID season 
um, is going to be one of those moments for just the, the, the people involved with this program at the time and this team specifically. Um, but went out in a, in a great way. And, and whenever you finish strong, it, it gives you, it makes you feel a little bit better about the, the entire season. And so I was very happy um, to go out that way for myself and for my teammates. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers in 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this interview, we would love for you to leave a comment and a rating wherever you download your podcasts. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, please hop over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are uploaded daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for the VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information.